Hey everyone, and welcome to the Covenant Eyes podcast, another great episode. We're so glad to be with you. I'm one of your hosts today, Brandon Clark, joined by the wonderful Karen Potter. Hi, Karen. Hi, I don't know about wonderful, but thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited about our topic. I know it's something that's important, it's valuable, and we have an expert with us today to talk through it. So I'm really excited to get going today. Yeah, we sure do. And and just to warn our listeners a little bit, it is going to be a deep topic, but it is something that is very important to talk about. When we talk about pornography and the problem with pornography, it's really important to dive down into the root causes. And that's one of the things that we're going to get into today with Dr. Gregory Popcheck. So just want to go ahead and welcome in our guest, Dr. Popcheck. Hi, great to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for being on with us. You know, just if you could begin by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, the founder of CatholicCounselors.com, um, which we started in 1999 uh, and have been doing Catholic telecounseling since then. Um, so we were we were filtering in space, in place before it was cool. Um, but uh, so, <laughs> but no, so we've been doing Catholic telehealth. I have a team of about 20 therapists. Uh, they're all uh, licensed, but uh, additionally trained in pastoral counseling, pastoral theology. Um, and we work with uh, Catholic clients around the world with uh, marriage, family, personal issues, sexuality concerns, uh, really uh, topics that um, are difficult to find faithful, you know, when it's difficult to find faithful help in the local area. It's, it's really been our area of specialization. We, we, uh, our, our work is rooted in the theology of the body. Um, and also we're we'll talking about today, attachment theory. Uh, in addition to the, the catholiccounselors.com, um, my wife, Lisa, and I have uh, authored over 20 books, um, integrating uh, timeless wisdom from our Catholic faith with uh, contemporary insights from counseling psychology. And we host More to Life, which airs uh, every day from 10 to 11 on EWTN radio and on Sirius XM, channel 130. So you've got a few things going. Yeah, you're a very busy man. That's about half of it. So I'd love to have you back on to talk about the other half. But yeah, I love how you were doing the online virtual space before it was cool. I love that part. That's that's great because you know now everybody thinks like that's the way to go post COVID. But you guys really paved the way. Well, it was funny. I mean. But before it was 20, 2019 or whatever, and whenever I would say what we did, people would look at me funny. Uh, <laughs> <Now> <laughs> does that, like, does that work? Uh, <laughs> That's great. Now everybody's taking lessons from you. <laughs> you know, Dr. Pakchek, uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about today are the root causes of compulsive porn use. So we know we don't really have to go through all of the stats that pro- Pornography use is a huge problem among Christian men and a growing problem among Christian women even. And so I think when we talk about that, there's a lot of causes, you know, and and things that we need to work through with that. But one of the things that you want to bring forward is this idea of uh, the root cause of this compulsive behavior. I wonder if we can start there. Yeah, sure. So, um, what I what some of the research seems to suggest that that it has to do with um, an insecure attachment style, the degree to which a person has a hard time 
um, avoiding pornography or the degree to which a person has that compulsive relationship with pornography or, or other problem sexual behaviors tends to be related to um, the degree to which they're experiencing deeper attachment wounds. And when I say that, let me talk a little bit about what an attachment style is, and then we can talk about how it gets wounded. So an attachment style um, is, is something that's learned in the parent-child relationship. Um, and it's it's not something that's, you know, that, that's just learned in, say, by age three or five or whatever, and, and you know, then it's, it's a continuum. So, but the degree to which a parent, you know, kind of consistently and generously uh, and even cheerfully responds to their child's needs uh, teaches that child that, oh, I can turn to this person to get my needs met. Uh, and so there's this gut level, even pre-verbal sense that develops that the world is trustworthy, I'm safe, that when I call out, people answer me, um, I, can, I can be vulnerable and, and receive love and give love and be in these relationships and make these connections, right? Um, when mom and dad kind of make you work for that affection and affirmation or make you prove that your needs are legitimate, or if they're so distracted that by their own concerns, they have a hard time cluing into your needs. You, you learn that it's your job to kind of get them to listen to you, get them to attend to you. So you develop more of what's called an anxious attachment style. And that anxious attachment style sets you up in adult relationships to feel like it's your job to find people who can't really love you the way you want to be loved and then get them to love you. You know, if I could just push the right buttons, if I could pull the right levers, if I could twist myself into the right knots, I could get that loving person that I know is in there to be loving all the time the way I want them to be. And then there's the uh, what's called an avoidant attachment style. And this is a simplification of it. But uh, an avoidant attachment style has to do with parents who are not necessarily abusive in any way, but, but emotionally absent, emotionally neglectful in some ways, um, you know, where um, it's, it's not... You know, we don't express emotion where it's, it's not, you know, expressing needs is kind of looked down on, um, you know, take care of yourself, do your own thing. Um, you know, and so you're raised in a household where, you know, if, if you can't figure out a way to meet those emotional needs yourself, like physical needs, fine, but emotional needs, especially your spiritual needs, uh, then you're not going to get them met. You know, we don't really talk about feelings or not really affectionate. Anyway, what the, what happens there is that the person really learns, um, that that to focus on achievement and accomplishment, but not intimacy. Uh, and so, as a as as an adult, uh, they want relationship, but aren't sure quite what to do with when they get it. Right, and so um, the, because that person is so focused more on uh, accomplishment than intimacy, they have a hard time really getting the reward that other people get out of healthy relationship. Uh, even a, even a physical effect for some people, physical affection can feel hurt, but painful because they don't have the, the the neural network in their social brain developed well enough to handle the the current, if you will, that runs through in in those intimate relationships. Um, and so, you know, that's sort of the framework. And what you find is that the degree to which that person has those kinds of attachment wounds tends to be to the degree to which pornography is harder to resist and becomes more and more and more compulsive. That is, wow, that was a lot of really interesting and insightful information. How, just curious, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but how many people are actually struggling with these types of attachment wounds? Is there statistics that tell us that a certain percentage of Christians actually do struggle in this area? Yeah, well, I mean, actually, there, there, are, there are statistics that kind of look nationally at different, different countries. So, for example, in America, 
I believe it's about uh, only about 40% of children are being uh, have secure attachment styles. So the, so the majority of, of people do have some significant attachment wounds. Um, and, and I wouldn't, I would expect that Christians would kind of, mo uh, you know, model that in, in their own population as well. But we're actually, America is actually doing better than some other countries like Germany, um, where the, the avoidant attachment is really uh, defining the culture, right? So, you know, in, in our parenting books, we've always talked about how, you know, these attachment styles that different, uh, well, that parents will uh, be encouraged to use in different countries really kind of set the, the the tone of that nation in many ways. Like so, what what makes a you know a, the person the Irish person Irish or the American American or the French, but you know has a lot to do with our parenting styles. But that's, that's a whole other conversation, though. But but it's you know but but it's very common these attachment wounds actually. This is very interesting, uh, and I wonder if it has anything to do with the fall of Christianity as well. You know, you said the United States wasn't as bad as over in Germany. And we know that Christianity is really taking a hit over in the European countries. Yeah. And so I wonder if, you know, just that not parenting and not raising our children in the faith and not being intentional is having any impact in that. Can you speak to that? Yeah, no, I know. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, th that it's, 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 it's Christianity that reminds us of the importance of relationship, of, of being present, of taking time to reflect and to kind of create a space where love can grow and intimacy can grow. Um, otherwise, all that's left is producing and, and demonstrating your worth to society by you know, being a, a cog in the wheel, basically. Uh, and and that, that's, that really sets up a lot of avoidant attachment uh, situations. Uh, where I find my worth in in getting that next gold star or achieving that next thing, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with achievement. I mean, you know, I've written 20 books for heaven's sake. But 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 uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is that 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 to 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 not be able to step away from that, um, and to be in a place where you feel like your life is ordered to working for love as opposed to working from love, uh, and 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 that you know that creates this kind of ache inside, where I, I have this longing for connection and this longing for attachment. Um, but I, but, but, but normal relationship is difficult. You know, I don't like to be needed and I don't like to need others. I just, I kind of want you around, but I don't know what to do with you while you're here. And so that creates this sort of, um, you know, uh, d dynamic where the, I'm attracted, but I'm also repulsed by, by the intimacy, but I still have this intimacy need. So what do I do to meet it? Well, you know, in a, secure, in a securely attached person, they meet that through the normal interactions throughout the day of, of affection and, and affirmation and, uh, you know, interdependence and the way we rely on each other and show up for each other and, you know, enjoy that, enjoy the relationship. But if I, if I can't do that, then I have to get that oxytocin hit someplace else. And that's where, that's where the pornography comes in and masturbation and other compulsive sexual behaviors. I, I, I crave that hit that I can get that other people get from normal, healthy relationships. And I can only get from sex because it's, it's the most intense thing, but of course, you know, it, it has the least um, like, you know, normal, healthy interactions kind of give you a, a slow release dose, if you will, of all those hormones that make you feel warm and loved and connected. But, but sex gives it one big push and then it dissipates pretty quickly. And so you're just constantly looking for that next high. Uh, and so the, the deeper the attachment wound, the bigger the hole you have to fill with those chemicals that, that really you only know how to fill with sex. 
Wow. This is really incredible. And I'm just thinking kind of, you know, as a mom, I'm thinking of culture where it sits right now and just kids and parenting styles in America have changed substantially in the last couple generations. And these kids now mix that with technology and this constant need to, you know, make your identity online perfect and trying to fit in. Like, this seems like a perfect storm. Um, is this going to get worse for us if we don't start to understand this and address these concerns? And- I think so. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, um, but here, look, I like to focus on the good news. And, and here, you know, the, the reality is um, we have the we have the technology, if you will, to 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 kind of to address this. Uh, in fact, one of the one of the, I, I joked at the beginning that. that I only shared about half of what I do. The the other half is is a is a major project that we're working on with the church leaders. In fact, my wife and I are um, presenting uh, at the the Vatican asked us to present the opening keynote at the World Meeting of Families in Rome on this model. We're we're creating a a new initiative to renew Catholic family life by talking about the kinds of practices that that foster strong parent child connection and enable parents to raise kids who you know aren't sheltered from the culture, but are able to participate in the healthy aspects of culture, but still retain that, that innocence and that integrity. Uh, they're, they're, we know what it takes to do that. You know, we know what it takes to help kids be resilient in that way. Um, uh, and so, and, our, and, and all those practices actually happen to be very consistent with our faith. In fact, the model that we've created is built around the, the three, threefold mission of baptism, the, the priestly, prophetic, and, and royal missions and baptism. And there are certain parenting practices, family practices that allow families to live those out, build that connection between parents and kids, and also create that resilience that enables us to be um, you know, morally strong. What a great gift that's going to be to the church. I'm very excited to hear more about that. Um, I actually have some friends uh, in local diocese who have looked into this and and are very excited about this and how it might form the marriage and family life of the church and, and the future of the church. You know, a question I have is for the person who has that compulsive pornography use as a result of attachment wounds, how do you begin to unpack those wounds and heal from them and ultimately leave the pornography behind? Yeah, you know, so um, the good news is there is something that's called earned secure attachment. And you get that by participating in healthier relationships and, you know, kind of challenging yourself to, uh, to, to, to need others and be needed by others in little ways to, um, you know, pursue that healthy affection. And you know what, it's hard at first, it's like exercise, right? Because as I said, this, we think about attachment and relationship as, as primarily a psychological or spiritual thing, but it actually begins as a neurological thing, right? And so there's, there are structures in the brain called the social, the social brain, right? And affection and affirmation in childhood wires those things up. So for example, um, I have a pond again in the front yard and I have, it circulates from the top of the hill and back down and my, my, but you know, something burned out. So I was using an extension cord to keep the thing running, but it was an indoor extension cord. Okay. And it didn't have high enough wire, high enough gauge wire to run the pump. So the, the pump burned or the, the, uh, the, the extension cord actually caught fire and burned out. Okay. <laughs> the reason, the reason I'm sharing this is because when, when in our social brain, affection actually stimulates nerve growth and it makes them thicker and beefier, and it gives them a thicker coating around them called that myelin sheath. It's like the insulation on an extension cord. And, and, and the, the beefier that neuron is and the thicker the myelin sheath is, the more 
electrical impulses it can carry throughout the brain and distribute that so that you can think fast and react well and that sort of thing. That's all wired up by affection and affirmation in childhood. And if I don't have that, then, then what happens is healthy relationships tend to make me feel uncomfortable because I get too much uh, electrical stimulation in my social brain and I start to feel uncomfortable or twitchy or whatever. You have to learn how to cope with that at first. So, you know, when you're pulling away from the pornography, that feels good. That feels like the way to get my needs met and going to my wife for a conversation or to pray with my kids or, you know, to, that doesn't feel, in fact, it doesn't, it's, it's not that it doesn't feel as good. It feels bad in some ways. It, it feels uncomfortable. Uh, and so learning to kind of be comfortable with that discomfort is, is the same kind of way of getting comfortable with uh, the burn I feel after exercising. You know, I know that I'm creating, you know, that, that pain doesn't mean something to avoid. It means that I'm building new muscle, right? Well, that discomfort I feel in those healthy relationships is a sign that my nerves are growing. I'm making new connections. They're getting thicker. Uh, I'm, I'm creating new connections in my brain that are going to help me process healthy relationship. And that's the process of learning secure attachment. So, you know, as I'm as I'm trying to wean off pornography, you know, make it not just, not just white knuckling it, but ask myself, what can I do to make a real connection with somebody right now instead? What can I do to serve somebody instead? What can I do to reach out to somebody instead? What's a way that I, because that's what my body is really craving. You know, I talk in, in my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. I go through how God wants to heal us from the inside out of the seven deadly sins. And I talk about lust in, in one of the chapters. Uh, and I talk about how lust is a twisting of the divine longing for communion. And so if we want to, to achieve healing from lust, we have to reconnect with that God-given desire for communion with others. And so I need to ask myself in the moment that I'm being tempted to pornography or other compulsive sexual behaviors, what can I do to make a real connection with somebody right now and build from there? That's so good. And I think it ties beautifully into our philosophy here at Covenant Eyes about relationships and accountability being really important to that, you know, and getting um, healthy from pornography addiction. So I love how you're tying that together. And um, it works really great with what we do here at Covenant Eyes. Um, if someone is listening to this podcast and wants to get some help and wants to get started on a journey to finding that secure um, place, what is the best path for them? What do you recommend? Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to do it on your own, you know, just like, just like if you're really serious about exercising, you kind of need a personal trainer or somebody to coach you through it. Right. And in the same sort of way, having a coach or, or a counselor who, who is trained in attachment theory and can really help you heal some of those wounds is really important. There are good folks in the local level. It's what we specialize in at catholiccounselors.com. Um, there's a wonderful book actually, and I didn't write it, but it's by Dr. Tim Clinton. And it's called Attachments, and it really walks people through um, both how these attachment wounds happen uh, and how to begin to heal them. He is the past president of the American Christian Counseling Association, so it comes from that perspective, even though not a Catholic perspective, it's still very respectful of our faith. Um, so that's a good resource to get more information. Um, but I think you know, working with a good faithful counselor to really start to heal some of those wounds. Uh, we offer several resources. One is a group that we call Connected. It's a group experience for folks who are struggling with compulsive pornography or compulsive sexual problems uh, that, that begins to kind of show people how to be to walk in that, that path of healing. But then we also offer, you know, ongoing personal counseling as well through catholiccounselors.com. Of course, we're not the only ones in this space. There are other folks who are doing good work too. So, you know, I, I encourage people to just seek that help. But again, you know, just like if you're really serious about exercise, you want to get a personal trainer. If you're really serious about healing these, these attachment wounds, having somebody to accompany you is really important. 
And I think another thing too is to be proactive and not always reactive. And so I wonder if you could say a word to the parents who might be listening about the importance of building those relationships with your kids. Not that they're not going to get wounded. I mean, every kid is going to walk away with sure. some wounds, but mm -hmm. you know, taking that intentional time and building those relationships can go a long way. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's the approach we take actually in our book, Beyond the Birds and the Bees, Raising Sexually Whole and Holy Kids. That's uh, published by Ascension. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll be at conferences, you know, and, and, and parents will come up and say, oh, thank God I don't need that book yet. I only have a toddler. You know, thank God I only don't need that book. I only have a grade school kid. Um, you know, and, and really the book, what it does, it's not about having the talk. You know, it's not about reacting to, oh, my gosh, I saw my kid with pornography. Now what do I do? It's about how do you how do you raise a kid from infancy on up who, you know, isn't certainly, you know, porn proof. There's no such thing, but, but who, who is resilient, who's resistant to that. And, and who, who has a, a healthy Catholic mindset toward relationship, toward sexuality, um, toward their body. Um, you know, how do you have those conversations coming up so that you can form kids to really have good moral consciences and have make good moral decisions and, and, you know, really know how to relate to others. And so that, that kind of developmental approach that we outline in beyond the birds and the bees helps parents be more intentional than reactive, like you're talking about. And that's, that's really incredibly important because, you know, I, and I don't want to give anybody the impression that it's ever too late. It's never too late, but, but, you know, but, but it is certainly later if you haven't done any of this work until you see your kid online, you know, looking at pornography, as opposed to if you're starting to do this work when they're still you know, nursing, for example, you know, um, so there are things that we can do all along the way by being a little more thoughtful and a little more intentional uh, about our parenting and family relationships that can really help our kids resist uh, so many of the things that are in the culture. And I think it's really important too to stress the fact that sharing resources that you have mentioned, um, going to your website, sharing this podcast, because really knowledge is power for parents right now. And I see a lot of parents that are struggling in this area. They're waiting too long when, or you know, until it's too late, which it's never too late, but it feels that way when you're in yeah. the trenches. So I would encourage our listeners, make sure that you share these resources. We're going to have links to all of these amazing books and the webpage. And I, I want you to share those with parents because that's how we, we make change as we share that and do it together in community. That's right. And, you know, in terms of, you know, the parenting, you, if I don't mind my mentioning, you know, that, that parenting project that we're talking about, uh, we're launching it in June. It's not up yet. There's a construction page there now, but people can register for more information if they're interested in Catholic it's catholichom.com. It stands for Households on Mission, catholichom.com. And it's just basically all the stuff that we're talking about in terms of how do we, how do we parent in a way that helps our kids develop this, uh, this, this social brain and, and the moral resilience. I love that. That is great. great. We'll definitely be sharing that in the, the show notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Dr. Popcheck, we're coming quickly to the end of our time. Any parting thoughts that you would have? for our listeners just to kind of chew on as they leave this podcast and head back into family life, whatever yeah. they're doing. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that, that God has healing in his heart for you if you're struggling and, and, but, and, but the healing doesn't come just from not watching porn and white knuckling it and just stop doing the thing. It all it comes from starting to learn how to really love, starting to learn how to really connect, starting to learn how to really be intimate with the people in your life and become comfortable with that, that vulnerability and that interdependency that's necessary for healthy, secure attachment to develop. And as uncomfortable as it feels at first, it's absolutely worth doing the work. Hmm. 
Well, we sure appreciate your time, <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Popchak, being on with us today and sharing this. Uh, you know, it was a deep topic, but it, it's so good to dive into topics like this one, the attachment wounds, especially as we think about the parents listening here in uh, the things that we might not think about. We might just take for granted that our, our children are running around, you know, walking around and, uh, you know, we don't always think about the importance of investing them and in them and building those relationships. So thank you for coming on and sharing that message today. Absolutely. Thank you both for having me. Absolutely. You know, and just to all of our listeners today, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast. You know, it's, we could take away a, a few points here and there, but there's so many things that we talked about that I really want you to take to heart. And as I mentioned, chew on. So be sure to subscribe for the podcast and check it out. Another great opportunity to learn more about podcasts and guests like Dr. Popcheck is to sign up for our newsletter. We have a great newsletter that goes out with the featured podcast and upcoming podcasts, and it helps keep you up to date on everything that's happening. So I encourage you to check that out. The link to that will be in the show notes. Uh, Karen, we're coming to the end here. Uh, any takeaways from today's conversation? Wow. I'm just filled with a lot of hope and I appreciate this conversation. I think um, there's a lot, of, a lot of us that struggle with those attachment wounds that we need to work through that. But at the same time, we also need to be present and there for our children and ensure that we are being intentional with our parenting. Um, so it's kind of a, a both and and there is hope. And thank you so much for your presentation today. I am just I'm filled with hope. I, it's really exciting. And I'm excited to hear about the work that you're doing with the Vatican as well. That is some very big and powerful um, stuff that's coming. And I'm really excited to hear that. Keep us in your prayers, please. We absolutely will do. You know, my takeaway is just the the word that you ended on, the hope, Karen, that it's it's never too late to to heal, to uh, be a part of your children's lives, that there, as long as there's life, there's hope. And, and that hope really... That's what we cling to as Christians, right? We, we have that hope for the resurrection, for new life and in heaven. And it's something that I think we got to hold on to as much as we possibly can, especially when we face difficult things like pornography use and problematic sexual behavior. So that's my big takeaway. And I just want to let everybody know that uh, we sure appreciate you tuning in for this particular episode and stay tuned for many other great episodes as we continue and release a new one every week on the Covenant Eyes podcast. Have a great day. Bye.